Straight Talk Uncut. Hey, what's going on, everybody? It's Tellus here, back with another edition of Straight Talk Uncut. And this episode is being recorded on September 30th, 2016. And the quote for this episode goes like this. Life is made up of mistakes and learning, waiting and growing, practicing patience and being persistent. Again, each life is made up of mistakes and learning, waiting and growing, practicing patience and being persistence and that's by Billy Graham and I'm going to add to that because why not I'm going to add to that continuous action I have this motto for myself that when I start to get into a funk I'm going to have to turn the heat on a little bit when I start to get into a little bit of a funk I have this this motto and I, I, I maybe mentioned it here before, but it's called PITCA. P-T-C-A, PITCA. And that stands for Persistence, Tenacity, Continuous Action. Persistence and tenacity, meaning an unleveled, unbridled doggedness to attain whatever goal it is that you're working on. I mean, this is this is like a, a not a, 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 a one motto that you use for one thing. This is a life, and this is actually the reason why I created it. It's it's a life motto. It's it's like, you know how how like in movies, uh, like especially like old movies like like Shaft and uh, Superfly. You know that that uh, theme music, like when a character show up. This this used to be back in the days when a certain shit character would show up on the screen um, they have a theme music so you would know that character's coming it's like before you even see the character you hear that mute you hear that theme music you know oh here come huggy bear so pitka is like my motto it's like when i when i feel myself start to get in the funk or losing steam when i'm working out whatever i'm doing like if i'm if i'm sitting like like Pretty pretty good example. I have a goal to, to finish three um, three new typography quote designs by next week by Monday actually. So I have the we I have the weekend to do it. And I ran into a hiccup um, because I I got rid of the entire Creative Cloud, so I no longer have Adobe Illustrator and. And I was under impression that Inkscape, which is another, it's an open, open, um, open source type uh, design software, could open AI files. It can, but it won't keep the grouping. So this morning when I started working on it, I just actually it was yesterday when I when I started to when I was working on uh, some designs and I was going to open some parts of some designs that I started on AI on uh, Illustrator. And then when I open them, not only did did um, Inkscape not open them, but they it for some reason AI files just bogged down Inkscape. So I just 
I just sat there, I put my hand in my head, and I was like, I was just like, oh man. You know, it just like bumps you out because when you start, when other designers and creatives that work on like, you know, any kind of software know this, like when you, when you sit down, you have, a, you have in your mind that, man, I'm about to knock this out. I'm about to just blow through these designs. And then you run into what is a computer glitch. You, you have some kind of hard drive or something, whatever it is, it just like takes all the steam out of you. And so I was like, Pitka. You know, I was like, all right, you know, come on, man. You, you've seen this before. You've, you've been through this. Let's, 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 let's come on. You know, and, and, and I, you know, like I said, I put my hand in my head for like, I don't know, a minute. And then I just Pitka. I just knocked myself out of it. Like normally, like, I mean, you know, I haven't, I haven't like had problems with getting my steam back in forever, but before before like me starting to work on myself before me starting to come up with like these models like pitka or fcma focus create master evolve i it was like you needed some i needed some sort of external push to to get me going but now i don't need that now now like no one can push me harder than myself no one um when I'm when I like I get I got up at two thirty this morning because, um, and which is which is not, you know I, I get up at two thirty usually at the end of the week I do two I get up at two thirty because I know the weekend's coming there's gonna be some honey do list that I that I have to get done so I those last few days usually like after hump like hump day through to um, to Saturday I get up at two thirty. Normally I get up at three or three thirty, depending on what workout I'm gonna do, and if I have any shirts to, you know, if I have something to do extra in the morning outside of my normal routine. My normal routine is I get up, I work out, um, and then I work on uh, my Etsy shops, and then whatever else is second, like whatever else is normal. I, I have a few normal things that I work on on a daily basis that's not extra. Extra stuff is usually if I get a custom order that I have to create a totally new custom design for or something like that. That's that's what I mean by extra. Um, so this morning, um, the extra thing was my daughter. My, my, my daughter's sick again. She got a, got another fever. I don't know. I'm not sure what's going on, but she she was running the fever last night at like 102. So I was going to get up and um, you know check on her. I knew she wasn't going to go to school. Um, you know, get her some some Motrin or something to try to knock the fever down, and get everything else settled done. And you know, before I woke woke my wife up to see, you know, how we're gonna do this, who's gonna stay home, how we're gonna coordinate our schedules and stuff like that. Plus, I um, the the dogs have to get vaccinated, have to get uh, kennel vaccination because they got to go in the kennel for our for our uh, road trip. So I knew I had extra stuff. And on top of that, I went to sleep later than I normally would last night because my daughter had like a bonfire she went to. And, um, you know, just just like like unscheduled stuff. So when that clock went off, when my phone went off at 2.30, I was like, man, you got to get up. Even though it was cozy in the bed, it had this big-ass blanket on me. You know, it was like... Come on, man! You you got to get up, and that's when that that's when stuff like your own personal motto comes in. 
to to shake that off and it's like it's well you know get up there's no it's no big deal and then you get up you shake it off but when you don't have something like that to to push yourself you you start making excuses for yourself you know what i mean like i could have just easily said you know what do i really need to work out today this morning can i put it off no because you do that and then you start saying it more and more more often you know i i can have that i can i can have that bowl of ice cream it's free <laughs> it's ice cream day i can have you start doing that next thing you know you go to sam's and they giving out free uh pigs in the blanket <laughs> you know you like i can i oh you know they say take as many as you want oh okay i can do it. it's free you know that's that's how that's why you if you're not your biggest motivator if you if you need anyone else outside of you motivating you what happened when they stop what happened when they don't they don't want to motivate you anymore it's not worth their time to motivate you what about that you know so so that's when i come out with these strange you know to 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 people outside of the realm of pushing themselves and being aware and and um knowing that man life is what you make it it's not weird to to do affirmations and stuff like that but to people who who are, are not who just you know think that they're, they're waiting on a savior they're waiting on somebody to save them waiting on some president to become you know their, their president to become an office so they can save them they don't they don't understand affirmations and mottos and having your own um having a way to motivate us they don't no, people don't understand that people who who depend on things outside of them like like sheep who really depend on them depend on other people depend on some kind of government assistance now i'm not, I'm not bashing government assistance i'm talking about they think that's just the way it is um my family has always you know my, my family has always depended on handouts so that's that's just what we do we we depend on handouts we, we you know we just we we have babies and we do, we depend on handouts that's what we do and when such and such become president this is going to get better for us and if such and such if the other person become president then my life is ruined i'm going to move to another another country or i'm just gonna blame that on my situation now that's what i'm gonna do if the person that i want to be president doesn't become president i'm gonna have something to blame for i wonder how many people who actually think that way who think who who like they they are afraid of the person that they think is going to do good for them become president I wonder how many of them are scared that that'll happen because, well, what are they going to blame now? Especially if they've been preaching, things are going to change. You know, like 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 when before Obama became president, people preaching, things are going to change. I wonder how many lives would change. Like how many lives would truly change when Bush left office and Obama became president? I wonder how many lives would truly change. How many people who were who lives were who were in shitty situations got out of those shitty situations in the eight years Obama was president. 
those are the people, the ones that nothing changed for them. Those are the ones that I'm talking about who, who, if I say, yeah, man, I have this, my own motto, you know, it's called Pika. Or, or if, you know, they, they, they happen across my, my podcast and they, you know, they hear these quotes that I spit out at the beginning of every episode. They're like, man, this dude, this dude whack. This dude's a square. He got no rap music at the beginning of his, of his podcast. What is he doing? What's he doing? This dude's square. <laughs> what, what is he doing? He's, he's, he, what is he talking about? Uh, his, his uh, t-shirts and all this. What is he, man, what is he talking about? Those are the people I'm talking about who, who, who don't understand when it's okay. It's okay to do some counter culture, counter pop. You know, counter trend. It's, it's it's okay, man. It's all right. Nobody's gonna kill you for 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 doing your own thing. Nobody's gonna kill you for motivating yourself. Yeah, you you'll stand out for sure. You're gonna stand out. You're gonna stand outside the realm of normality because you're going to you're going against the grain. But hey, in the long run, that's okay. My uh my grandma was a hospice hospice like in-home hospice nurse meaning a hundred percent of her clients died a hundred percent of them one hundred percent and i was there and these were like old rich white people every single one of them every single hospice nurse i mean hospice client my my grandma had um that i that i remember i don't remember ever ever having any any uh, black uh, patients, but these was old, rich, rich, wealthy, southern white people living in these gigantic Annabella. Some of them had like modest little mini mansions or you know like nice homes, but a lot of them had these these gig you know these big old Annabella mansions, and they were for the most part. I'm gonna say 90, 90% of them had no kids and the other 10% kids didn't want Jack to do with them. I think I maybe met one, one of, uh, one of the, one of the sons of one of my, one of my grandma's uh, patients. I think I met one guy one time. I vaguely remember that, but he was from out of town. He came in and this was when she had got really bad, the, the old lady. But, one thing, all, the, all, all of them, I was actually there for one of them. Like, I was playing chess with one patient when they died in the middle. And I was, I was probably 10, 12 years old. Um, and, and I just remember it was me and my sister, my little sister. She's seven years younger than me. We were there, and she was playing with dolls and stuff. My grandma was in the kitchen uh, cooking, making lunch. And... The uh, the old dude we were playing checkers. He was you know he was in his bed, you know his hospital bed thing, and I was just I had a, like a little uh, it was like a little TV tray, uh, microwave dinner TV tray stand, and we were playing no it was checkers we were playing checkers, and um and I remember playing he was talking he was just going on and on 
you know, real slow talking. And all of a sudden, you know, it was his move and he was already slow to make him, you know, his moves. So I'm just waiting, waiting, waiting. And then, <laughs> and then there was nothing. There was nothing, you know? And I remember right like before that, he was, he was like dropping some knowledge, you know, like just telling me all his regrets. And at the time, I'm a kid, I didn't really get, I just thought he was delirious. It wasn't until years later, like years later to where all this stuff started coming back on me. You know how like you, you start having flashbacks of stuff happening to you or, or something somebody said to you that you really did, you kind of just took it for whatever it was at the time, but then as you grow older, you start seeing stuff, you start growing through stuff, then you realize, oh, that's what that dude was telling me. It was one of those type things. And I just remember when he, him saying like, uh, I remember his wife died probably five years before that, but they never had kids, they just traveled, and you can see signs of that all around the house. But I remember, I remember like uh, a few days before that when we had, when I visited my grandma, um, he was like, uh, he was talking all this stuff about none of this stuff matters at the end. And I was like, what is he, what stuff? What is he talking about? You know, you know what I mean? Because I would look around and I would hear him talk about stories of traveling and I'm like, man, that's, God, man, how awesome is that? And at the time, I had never been anywhere outside of Mississippi. I'd never been anywhere. I never even, I didn't, like, the, the stuff that, like, you would, you would see on TV, like, you would hear about Disneyland and Disney World and stuff like that. I never even, I never even thought stuff like that was for me. Never even imagined. Like, I, that, that was never even in my head. Like, traveling to another country and, that stuff was it was far, it was like I thought the only way that that you that you could do that was to be in the military. You know what I mean? Like none of this stuff even registered. So he was talking about all these regrets and um, talking about how how wonderful we are as like I was at a, as a grand uh, grandchild to hang out there with my grandma and. Um, and you know but like again at the time it was like no big deal i'm like i'm hanging out with grandma grandma makes some awesome food you know like it didn't even bother me to be around this dying man this dying dude and then when he died like when he died right there playing it didn't even it, it didn't even bother me at all i was just like you know it was just like oh he, he died he died and i guess it's because i always knew he was going to die but i never knew he was going to die when i was there because you know, my grandma would between when when a patient died in between homes, you know, she would she would come and stay with us. And um, actually, it wasn't even staying with us. It was like pretty much her house. She had her room there. It was pretty much her house, and we stayed there when she was living in the um, the you know the hospice homes. So so death never bothered me. But I remember the common theme with all of these people is at their end none of them ever like my grandma was there only like they love my grandma so much now like i said this is southern this is mississippi uh these are old old rich white people from the south from that time and era i don't know how they were before they met my grandma but at the end my grandma was their family like they just loved her 
they just love her because she was she was the one she was all the, the one there she was the one there at the end they did they they didn't have any family nothing they died right there in their bed my grandma was the last person to see them and i just remember them with with all their financial gains and stuff like that all their like uh material things I just remember them. I mean, I always, uh, I always thought they were sad because they were dying. But then, as I grow older, I think about those. I, I, I mean, I, I vividly remember a lot of those faces and stuff. And some of the words start coming back to me. It wasn't because they were dying that they were sad. It was because they were dying, you know, pretty much alone. It was, it was just like, what was it all for? You know, it was just like. Um, you can't take it with you, you know? And, and it was like, the only thing that matters is how you're gonna be remembered at the end. And I know a, a few of them, my grandma told me about that they weren't nice people. And I couldn't see it because when I was there, of course they're dying there at the end, they were, they were, uh, you know, they were nice. So I didn't see the other, I didn't see how they were before. But my grandma knew. And um, I, I remember one, vaguely, one lady who was kind of grumpy. <laughs> I remember her, she was kind of grumpy. Like she, she, she could only take, take us in doses. <laughs> but, uh, and it was, this was in Hattiesburg, Mississippi. I remember this one. She was in Hattiesburg, Mississippi. And, um, which is like a, it's like a nicer part of uh, Mississippi, Hattiesburg. But I remember she, she was by far the most flamboyant one because she wasn't even like bedridden and she's I think she's the only one I even remember not being bedridden but she was like what you would think of if you, when you when you see like these old um, like if you ever remember the movie Mother Dearest uh, what was her what was that what's that lady name that was in Mother Dearest she was kind of like that lady like like you knew, like she cared, but she was real harsh. She was real rough, rough around the edges. You know what I mean? But you can tell she actually cared about you for because of the other things she did. Like she would bake cookies or something like that, and give them to you and be like, "Here, go, go on out in the yard, eat those cookies." Like she don't want to be around you, but she can't help but to do something. She was like that. But even even her, she was she had nothing. You know, but you looked around, she had, you can tell she she had money. She was wealthy, really, really wealthy. I mean, it was just stuff I, I saw that uh, I knew they got one part of their life right. You know what I mean? But it, it was like that other part that, yeah, I mean, it's cool if you, if you don't want that. If you don't want substance, that's cool. But if you want substance and you're not... You, you know you're not tenacious about achieving substance in your life then at the end you know when that when that clock runs out it you can't go back you can't say oh do over can i can i respawn right here and, and start again can i uh you know okay I, I got all this can i can i go back and, and get something else oh it's too late it is too late so that's why you, you have to be your own, um, you have to be your own drill instructor. <laughs> you, you have to be your own, like, be, like again, because no, if, if you depend on somebody else to do it, what happened when that person's not there? What, what happened when that person's gone? 
What happened when that person don't want to motivate you today? What happened when that person runs out of motivation? He runs out enough motivation for you and him. You know, he's like, man, I can only motivate myself today. I don't have enough for you. What's going to happen then? What are you, what are you, what are you going to do, you know? Man, I, I beat the hell out of that horse, huh? I, get, I think you guys get what I'm talking about. But, um, yeah, that was just on my mind this morning. When I was thinking about all the hiccups I was running into, I was like, man, that's, that's, that's a lot of stuff I want to do. A lot of stuff I want to do and a lot of stuff other people want me to do. You know, just, just, I mean, when I hear people without, that's, that single on their own complain about being tired, man, I, deaf ears, I just, pff, I don't, I don't want to hear it. Or, or somebody with, um, listen, this, this is how it is. Going back to that quote. If once if the people out there that's been through stuff. And that, that that comes out of the people that that are are not living around their family that have to build their own support system they know what i'm talking about when you hear somebody complain you it's, it's like it's hard to have i mean i know everything is relative everybody's everybody's uh problems are rel relative but when it's it's hard for me to hear somebody else's problems and then have any kind of sympathy for them i i just i i just don't you know i i i really don't because i'm like i i did it i've been through that i and i i i maybe if i had somebody that would listen to my whining i would have whined but i didn't have anyone to listen to my whining so you know i i, I don't it's just it's just not a you know that's I, that's why my wife and i are so tight like we've been through so much shit together you know we 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 both moved from home. We both, you know, raising our kids. We didn't have we didn't have grandparents and moms and dad to 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 babysit and and uh, to help out. And um, you know, but my mother in law, she she did. My mother in law and father in law, they offered. You know, they came in because they they kind of know how we are. You know, my mother in law and father. -law, they kind of know what kind of people we are. They know we don't we don't ask for anything, you know what I mean. So they offer, you know, we don't ask for for nothing. And um, so when I hear like other couples or people like that who either hate their job and want to do some, some something else and complain about it, and I give them advice and then they come up with excuses, keep coming up with excuses. But you know, the kids, I'm like, are you kidding? Like, you got one kid, you got one one year old. You know, you got one one year. My, my 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 wife and I we started craft shows with my first daughter. She was crawling, she was crawling. What it wasn't even walking. She was crawling in the grass between booths, <laughs> you know, at at, uh, at arts and craft shows. That's how we hustled. That's how we that's how we did it. She grew up in in art fairs and craft shows and stuff like that. She grew up around us, always doing it like. Continuous. We're always, always creating something, and it's, it, you know, it uh, morphed over the years from all sorts of stuff, man. From, from just, I mean, some of the stuff I look, some of the stuff I look back at us doing, I was like, what were we thinking? What were we thinking when we did that? It's, it's funny now, but we did it, man. We did it together. I, I remember like uh, doing outside art shows and. 
just a wind would come through and just tear down everything. That's one of the reasons. I mean, if I had to do it again, I I definitely got en enough knowledge to do frame art. When I was doing frame art, man, that was such a hassle. That was such a hassle. But I I I, I wanted to do it, and I and I did it enough to where. I knew what it was going to take to do it right because I started to see the guys who did it right and who had been doing it for years. I mean, these guys were pretty much erect in outdoor gallery, like full gallery with different little uh, rooms and sections. And then when I started seeing that, I was like, oh, yeah, man, this this is serious. You got to up your game. My little pop up tent is not going to work. You got to you got to have solid structure walls. And over time, we started to do that. We started to buy grid wall and, you know, started to, you know, and now it's like nothing. It's, it's like a piece of cake now. But again, that took waiting and growing. That took time. It took persistence too. year after year doing these craft shows. And, and then the, the, the biggest thing is at least one of us always had like a full time job doing all this. You know, and kids. So that's that's what I'm saying. When people say they don't have enough time, like, no, you don't have enough grit. That's what it is. You don't have enough hustle. You know, we everybody got the same number of minutes, number of seconds, number of hours in a day. So you saying what you 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 run out of you run out of day quicker than I run out of day? That's that's not possible. <laughs> you mean I have 24 hours in a day and you have 15? How is that possible? That's not that's not possible. I'm pretty sure you got the same amount of hours in your day that I have in my day. You know, but to but to say, you know, like to to make an excuse that uh, and, and that's the thing too. You can't you can't make an excuse talking to somebody with the same issue as you. I don't get that when somebody said, oh, yeah, but I have kids. I'm like, we've talked about kids before. I know, you know, I have kids. So why would you even say that to me? At least come up with some shit that I, I haven't went through. You know what I mean? At least come up with something that I can't even comprehend. You, you know what I mean? Like, but then even still, I'm going to find I'm going to find an example. Like I, I listen, I listen to this book called. Um. If at birth you don't succeed. And it's by a guy named Zach. Oh, what is his name? Zach Anner. Zachary Anner. And he's a. Um, oh, what disease is he have? He has a birth defect. I think it's the same thing that Stephen Hawkins has. Uh, what is that? Multiple sclerosis? No, not ALS. I can't remember which one it is. But he's bound to a wheelchair. And you can go to his blog. I mean, go to his, he, he has a YouTube video. He was on, he had a TV show and he had, you know, uh, he, he does stuff on, and this dude, come on, man. Paraplegic, is that it? No, not, he, not a paraplegic. But when you see people out there like that, and what's the other guy named? There's, there's another book I read called Stand Strong. The guy, he was born with no limbs. He's just a torso and a head. He has a real foreign, funny foreign name. I, can't, I mean, come on. And then what's the other kid named uh, Stevenson? Um, I read his book, Get Off Your Butt. What is what is his name? Something Stevenson. I can't remember. 
But it's like, man, come on. When you when you have people like that on the planet, I don't care if it was, it was just one of those ones that I use as an example. When you when I when I even think about, it, I'm like, man, what what the what is my problem? Like, I I even think, I, no, you do. You're not doing enough. You haven't done enough. You haven't done enough. That's that's the way I look at. It. I don't make excuses for myself. I look at stories like that and people like that. And be like, nah, man. You, if this dude can do what he did with no fucking arms and legs, come on. What 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 excuse can anybody make? I don't care where you were born, where you from. I don't care what your situation is. I mean, we all pop out, and and <laughs> I mean, there's a certain level that we had to depend on mom or somebody to take care of us. But then after a while, you you just it's you on your own. You just can't you can't uh, you can't use circumstances as an excuse anymore so again i go back to picker persistence tenacity continuous action towards whatever it is you want to achieve and i encourage you to come up with your own come up with something that you know when you start feeling sorry for yourself something that is that's going to get you to kick yourself in your own ass i mean that's kind of that'd be hard to do but you know what i mean metaphorically speaking to, to to get yourself off your butt and whatever that thing is you want to do, even if it's counter to what society says you have to do, you, you you're gonna do it. You know, you're gonna do it. You're gonna find a way to do it and um and look back on life and say, yeah, man. Even if you try it, and even if you just try it, you're gonna look back on life and say, Yeah, I I tried that. And you may even try it and stop and then you know, go do something else. And then while you're doing something else, you like, oh, I know what I messed up. And I can go and then you can go back to it. I've done that plenty of times. I've done that several times. So I've rambled on uh, again. Tell us at straighttalkuncut.com. If you want one of those 10 prints that I'm, I'm going to be giving out on the 100 episode, just send an email. Tell us at straighttalkuncut.com. Put it in the sub subject. 100 episode or just put 100 then in the body of the text uh put the quote you want from whatever episode and your address and that's it that's it man get a free print put it on your wall when you start doing your youtube videos or something you can use it as a background whatever you want to do whatever you want to use it for i was going to do a custom but i think that i'll wait for that for a second giveaway or something but anyway, like I always say, I don't know a lot, but what I do know, I talk straight about. This is Straight Talk Uncut. Thank you guys for listening, and I'll talk to you in the next episode.